Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Money and Me on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. So they're hoping to bring crypto trading to a wider audience in the region. We're getting up close with Singapore based Wow Woo Exchange. They launched in September. Uh, that was the official launch of their digital asset trading platform. So, how do they solve that real world problem of getting your hands on cryptocurrency? And what other problems are they hoping to solve for you? I'm glad to welcome to the studio Willie Chang, his CEO at Wow Woo Exchange. Ashish Varma is COO at Wow Woo Exchange. Welcome, guys. Good morning. Oh, thanks very much for having us. Good to have you here in Thank the you. studio. We've been seeing those bus ads everywhere, so we wanted to chat with you, find out a little bit about what you can offer consumers. So first up, as an exchange, um, where do you sit in the ecosystem of other exchanges or platforms in Singapore? Yeah, we're really excited about our exchange. We have a very unique offering. So first of all, we uh, offer fiat to crypto. So what that means is that people can actually deposit and withdraw using Singapore dollars mm. uh, to buy and sell cryptocurrency. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, we offer a very compliance platform. So it's really our priority to get licensed with the MAS. Uh, once that uh, licensing scheme comes out in January, we offer a very simple platform. So it's very easy to use. People can sign up and very quickly trade with us. Uh, and uh, we just want to make it, yeah, something that's really secure as well. So people feel trust uh, and, and, and comfortable trading with so us. So you're currently not regulated, but will be in January. Uh, that's our goal, yes. So currently the MAS uh, is still developing and putting the final touches on its guidelines for all cryptocurrency exchanges. Mm. And we hope to be near the front of the line to apply. Uh, and that uh, target date is January. Okay, okay. So you're looking at guidelines for now, though. That's right. Not a license, so That's to speak. Right. Um, tell us about the, the pairings that WowWoo offers. So yeah, currently we're offering um, a very limited number of cryptocurrencies and uh, actually relates back to the licensing. Uh, we're taking a conservative approach. We're not 100% sure uh, what the regulator is going to allow or disallow in terms of cryptocurrencies. So for now, we offer Bitcoin and Ethereum, and they're both paired um, with each other and also uh, with Singapore dollars as well. Okay. Um, when it comes to cryptocurrency, let's get an overview of your thoughts of whether you think cryptocurrency and cash can coexist. Uh, absolutely, yes. And it's actually already happening today. So uh, cryptocurrency is taking a more and more prominent feature and prominent stage in our daily lives. But I think there's going to be some transition period as people get used to it, as the adoption grows. And I think each country is at a different stage of development in terms of cryptocurrency. But even here in, Chi uh, here in Singapore, in China and the US, yeah, both are living side by side. Mm. I think people wonder the real world problem that has yet to be solved for many in many minds is what can I use my crypto for here in Singapore? Uh, you can use it for all sorts of things. And uh, you're starting to see more and more uh, merchants and other uh, websites who are actually offering uh, cryptocurrency payments. And I think one of the most famous ones is now even Kopitiam. In our everyday lives, you know, you can actually go... Its own form of currency. Uh, no, actually, they accept uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin? Yes, yes. And actually, at the uh, new, uh, new Funan, uh, the Kopitiam down in the basement, you can actually pay using Bitcoin. So we're starting to see more and more uh, adoption. We're starting to see more and more use cases. And so I think people in Singapore have always had the option of using Bitcoin or even Ethereum to pay uh, overseas vendors. But we're starting to see more and more adoption uh, domestically as well. Mm, do you think that cryptocurrency could replace cash totally? Yeah, I would say 
it's a possibility. And uh, however, the cash system or the current financial system has been around for so long, uh, this kind of uh, major paradigm shift isn't going to happen overnight. But I do think that uh, at some point in the future, this difficult to gauge a timeline, but uh, I think we will see that actually a lot of natural currencies will move to a blockchain-based currency as it offers so many advantages. So uh, I think it's just a matter of time, uh, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so what are the advantages of a blockchain-based currency? It allows it to be uh, trackable and traceable, and that can have a lot of benefits uh, for, for a government, right? Mm. Uh, it makes it also things are much, much simpler. And then the other thing is that uh, although the technology is decentralized, uh, it actually applies kind of standards. So you start having kind of a standard store of value, a standard set of pricing that can mm. be applied uh, globally. Mm-mm. And so everybody's looking to Facebook's Libra, whether or not that's going to be out. Um, do you foresee having anything to do with Libra? Should it ever, you know, materialize? Um, well, I think Libra has, uh, well, Facebook is in a very unique position because it has so many users. And if they were able to implement uh Libra, then uh, really mass adoption can happen very, very quickly. Mm. And not just in, uh, you know, in some countries, but actually globally. And uh, it might even help start to uh, um, have more financial inclusion as well. Um, However, having said all that, there are a lot of uh, challenges along the way for Facebook and uh, and for Libra to go through. There's a lot of compliance uh, hurdles to overcome first. Mm. So, We'll have to see. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a whole other show, that one. Okay, tell us what you you both think of the latest developments in our local cryptocurrency exchange. I'm speaking with Willie Chang, CEO of Wawu Exchange, and Ashish Varma, COO at the exchange itself. So, latest developments in the exchange ecosystem here. Uh, I think there's a greater and greater emphasis on compliance. And we're really seeing that not only in Singapore, but uh, globally as well. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, MES is now looking to regulate uh, all exchanges, uh, including ourselves. And what that means is we really need to be on top uh, and on our game in terms of uh, making sure that the users uh, and our clients don't have any dodgy past or don't have any dodgy funds, make sure that we have a chance to track and monitor all of the trades. Uh, and we need to make sure that we're working with really uh, strong and solid partners and vendors as well. And so that's something that you know we're really, really striving and emphasizing on our platform. I think when it comes to regulation, the man on the street question is what happens if your exchange disappears or if you go bankrupt currently? Yeah, so uh, what we actually have is uh, 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 we have cold storage. Uh, and what that means is that we actually uh, protect all of our customer assets. And that cold storage is actually uh, with one of our trusted third-party vendors. And that trusted third-party vendor is actually with uh, how do you say it, it's going to be there uh, even if something happens to the exchange or something happens to myself or Ashish. So that really is maybe the number one concern that we're hearing from our clients and even from myself is, mm. oh, I don't want to put my money in and it gets hacked and somebody runs away with all my funds, right? Yeah. And so making sure that there's some degree of separation and independence on where our customers' funds are stored mm. is really critical for us. Tell us about the partners that you're working with, some homegrown Singapore-based partners, right? Exfers, Synopsys, on-chain custodian? Yes, uh, yeah, we, we really do try to uh, work with local partners wherever possible. And uh, we actually find that there are some great businesses here which are now catering to, uh, to uh, cryptocurrency exchanges now. And uh, like you mentioned, Synopsys, OnChain Custodian and Exfers all have uh, great offerings for our Singaporean customers here. Okay. And we're very proud to be working with them. What are the challenges in introducing cryptocurrency 
to mainstream businesses and audiences here in Singapore? Yeah, I think there's a few. So the adoption is definitely increasing and we're really excited to be part of that. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, there's still a, a few different kind of uh, concerns. So one is around uh, dodginess, right? People still think that, oh, you know, if I, if I buy Bitcoin, somehow that means that I'm a drug dealer, right? Or I'm smuggling weapons or, or at least I'm going to be somehow associated with that. And uh, as I was saying earlier, I think we're really, really trying to make sure that our platform and our screening process is secure so that any players who are doing those sorts of things have been weeded out and, and they just don't even show up right in the first place. Uh, another area is around complexity. Mm. So definitely when I was first coming into the space, it was, you know, all these weird codes and I downloaded all these apps and I don't know which ones are connected. And it's really our goal to make things as simple as possible. So people can sign up and go to our website today, actually, and uh, they can get their account activated very quickly. And um, yeah, before you know it, you know, you can have Bitcoin and Ethereum in your wallet. Is well. there a minimum amount that you'd have to have to have any Ethereum in your wallet or Bitcoin? So we have, uh, well, actually one common misconception and relating back to Willie's point about education is actually there's still a misconception that you can only own one Bitcoin or you Part can only it. or two Bitcoins. Yeah. But actually you can own a very tiny fraction of a Bitcoin. Right. And uh, uh, we want to educate users on that. You can actually own a very tiny fraction. And um, on our exchange particularly, yes, we have uh, some deposit uh, or withdrawal limit, but it's uh, still very modest amounts. It's only like $10. So you can trade very, very small amounts of cryptocurrencies on our exchange. Yeah. Okay. What, what are the differences between what you offer and what uh, Binance or Tokenize or CoinHacko offers? Uh, the offering in, in terms of the Bitcoin and Ethereum, it's the same, right? Uh, and so, and that's also what makes it powerful is that the same Bitcoin can obviously be used for many different merchants and the different exchanges. But what we're really trying to offer is, uh, again, a very simple, uh, an easy-to-use platform that's powerful and that's very secure. And uh, again, the other thing is that we're really Singapore-focused. So what we hope is to really appeal to the Singapore population, which, as we see right now, everyone's uh, exposed. They know about Bitcoin, but they're still a little bit uncomfortable. And we're hoping that we can break down those barriers and bring people to our exchange. But the goal is to reach out to the rest of Southeast Asia, is it? Yeah, that's uh, step two for our development. So again, as we talked about, we had the bus ads and we really, really want to focus on this market first. Uh, that's also reflected in the partnerships that we've signed up with uh, companies that you mentioned earlier. Mm. But uh, I think once we develop our uh, core and our infrastructure here, uh, once we've developed some strong scalability, then the next step is to start going into other Southeast Asian markets where we've actually started some preliminary research as well. Well. Interesting. What are you looking at? Which markets? Can you say? Yeah. So, in fact, um, I'm actually going to be in Philippines this coming weekend uh, attending a, it's called Token News Conference, and mm. I'll be speaking there. Mm. Uh, and we actually have an external customer service center uh, that we've set up. So, that's actually our related company. So, we have a presence in Philippines, uh, and I think there's a natural extension to go there. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of the sky's the limit from there. Uh, but, um, yeah, let's see where we can go. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on you. Willie Chang, CEO at Wawu Exchange, and Ashish Varma is the COO of Wawu. Exchange. So we talked earlier about some of the challenges, complexity, um, people still feeling a sense of unease about, you know, dealing with cryptocurrency. To what extent do you think uh, the challenges here are different from the challenges in the US or in Europe? Is it more mainstream from what you're seeing? Actually, I'd say uh, the challenges are probably not so different. Um, I think Singapore has always modeled its financial systems pretty much based on the Western um, markets. And uh, I think whatever challenges they're facing there is going to be a very similar, similar set of challenges here. And again, it comes down to, you know, compliance and regulations and uh, particularly security, which I think we all hold very dear at Wawu. 
And uh, I think it's very similar for exchanges in the US and, and Europe as has well. The, has the trading volume in cryptocurrency been thinner this year compared to earlier years? Uh, certainly less than uh, the boom in 2017, yeah. at the end of 2017 and 2018. Uh, yeah, the volumes have uh, shrunk. However, I don't, I wouldn't uh, necessarily say that that's uh, signaling that there's a, a shrinking market. Uh, in fact, if anything, I always like to gauge uh, the growth in the market based on the ecosystem itself. So now we're seeing more and more blockchain companies, more and more cryptocurrency exchanges and companies uh, coming up. And the biggest measure for me, which uh, gives me a lot of confidence, is actually the talent that we're able to uh, attract to the space. So we now have very senior people from other industries who are very, you know, taking an interest and wanting to actually make that leap into this uh, potentially huge industry in the future. Yeah. So Money Me, the show that we're on is a consumer education show. What do you say to individuals out there trying to make a decision between different exchanges? What should they be looking out for? Uh, I think the most important thing are the, the elements that we're really trying to emphasize. So again, security, simplicity, and maybe the best way to do that is just like uh, if you're going to open a bank account, right? Uh, you know, Do your research, right? See what you can find out from talking to your friends and your associates. Uh, see if you can find any information on Google. And uh, I think by doing that very quickly, you'll be able to identify uh, who kind of the top players are and who people are using. And uh, I think you can quickly make a decision based on that. Okay, what are your fees like? Currently, we have uh, no deposit fees. So uh, you can freely deposit cryptocurrency as well as Singapore dollars, and we won't you won't be charged anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have one of the low, lowest trading fees uh, out there in the Singaporean market. And then we also have very low withdrawal fees. So it's uh, roughly uh, 5 to 10 US dollars. Fantastic. And, and the trading fees uh, are easily found. Yeah, we want to make things as, as simple as possible. Uh, and that's also a really important area for us to compete in. So uh, again, no sign-up fees, no deposit fees, no minimum balance, no account maintenance fees, right? Just a, a small uh, fee that we take on trades and a small fee on withdrawals. And so that's how do you it. make your money? Uh, so it is, <laughs> yes, no, it's a, it's a challenge. And yeah. again, right, there, there's a lot of exchanges out there. So we do make some money on some of those fees, but we're also really uh, eagerly exploring other opportunities as well. So even uh, consulting services uh, is an area that we're looking at because we do have a very strong team uh, in place and we are able to advise. Uh, we have, uh, as I mentioned, our customer service center, which is actually uh, supporting other blockchain and uh, cryptocurrency companies as well. So uh, there's many, many areas uh, where we can actually support uh, other businesses and we really really look forward to uh, expanding those areas as well are you available on the phone because people you know are so used to e-wallets and moving currencies for example and e-wallets very quickly are people able to do that so our, uh, our uh, user interface is actually optimized to be seen on the phone as well. Right. Uh, however, we will be developing a, a native app for both iOS and uh, Android next year. So, okay, yeah. so look out for yeah. that. Hey, So um, with Facebook and, as, as you say, Kopitiam, Apple looking to introduce cryptocurrency in their ecosystems, what potential benefits do you think are ahead for individuals who maybe have some cryptocurrency in their portfolio? Um, yeah, I think especially with things like Facebook, there'll be a very wide adoption. So first of all, there'll be a wider adoption. And then also, there'll actually be a lot more use cases because uh, Facebook and Apple are actually very advanced and big ecosystems. Mm. And so any user who has to own any Libra would actually find 
uh, a lot of use cases, everything from being able to purchase things to simply buying some stickers, some uh, whatever it could be, right? Whatever Facebook may offer as part of their ecosystem. Yeah. What, what is the, the compliance framework like for individuals who want to trade in cryptocurrency as it stands in Singapore, whether they want to trade locally or overseas? Is there any regulation there? It really depends on the country and the platform. And uh, for us, again, uh, it's really key to be compliant. So if somebody wanted to come onto our platform, uh, we would actually have to collect information about them, uh, including a copy of their ID. We need a proof of residence. And we actually also have a liveness test, which is essentially like a digital uh, picture of yourself. But there are exchanges out there where you can actually just go uh, and just sign up and start trading. Mm. Uh, but there's a lot of controversy about some of those exchanges. And some of those have actually been shut down, whether they voluntarily uh, or forced to do that by uh, certain governments, right? And that means that they can only operate in certain small spaces or small areas. And that kind of model uh, we're starting to see is, is starting to disappear. What are the metrics in place to ensure that exchanges are accountable and transparent when it comes to trading activity? That's, that's just a very good question. Um, I think what you're trying to get at is uh, uh, in the past, we've seen uh, a lot of uh, fake volumes, which uh, yeah. some of the exchanges have been uh, have been doing in order to gain popularity. Mm. And, uh, and, and I think still today, that's f- fairly common. Um, however, I think the first and most important step to uh, stamp that out is regulations. And if you have a licensing scheme, you really have to answer to the regulators. And so if you were ever to try and fake any volumes, that would get found out uh, very quickly. And I think Singapore and the MAS taking that step to regulate is uh, actually going to stamp that out. Also, uh, what we're seeing currently as well is we have actually now third-party auditors or um, reviewers of exchanges to actually analyze their trade data and, and report what they think is actually the true volumes. Mm. And you can actually gauge what percentage of their volumes may be faked. Yeah, so. Okay. And what do you say to new traders interested in cryptocurrency trading? Sign up, learn more, yeah, come and join, join our journey. Uh, no, like I said, I, I think um, the first thing is to just do a little bit of research and also think about what, what it is you're trying to do because with cryptocurrency today, you can use it as a store of value and it, that potentially could increase. So some people are just buying and holding. You can use it as a means of payment. Uh, and so again, you can go to Kopitiam or you can use it to transfer money to your grandma overseas. Uh, so really think about what you're trying to do and does that mean you need more, need more speed? Does that need, mean you need more kind of internationalization? Do you need more features? Do you need more different types of currencies? And once you kind of narrow that down and do a little bit of research, I think that you can very quickly find out what are the right platforms for you to use. So now you have three currency pairs available, uh, Singapore dollar to Bitcoin, Singapore dollar to Ethereum, Bitcoin to Ethereum. What did you use to decide on which uh, pairings to have on? Uh, actually, we did a, a very simple analysis in, in terms of where the majority of the global volumes tend to be traded at. And uh, you'll find that Bitcoin is the most uh, heavily traded. It was the first cryptocurrency and it's the most widely known. Uh, Ethereum gained a lot of popularity because it did a lot of in terms of uh, introducing uh, smart contracts. And uh, so it tends to be that globally, the volumes for these tend to, uh, to be a lot higher. And it, it is more widely accepted by uh, regulators as well. So we kind of took a bet and we said, look, let's start with this. And mm. uh, we have a number of other currencies that we wish to uh, list. However, we're waiting for the, so the regulations to become you know, crystal clear before we go ahead with that. Okay, guys, general question for both of you before we wrap up today. Where do you see cryptocurrency in the next five years? 
I think this is the future. And uh, what we see is uh, in China today, uh, they just very, very recently passed a law, basically committed themselves uh, to using cryptocurrency. And uh, I think that's going to replace what they already have, which is very advanced uh, in terms of just cashless fiat currency. So, you know, you go to China these days and, uh, you know, whether it's a really big city or the countryside, whether it's a five-star hotel or just a, a street market, and everyone's got their phone and it's WeChat Pay or Alipay. Yeah. And so they're already looking ahead and they're developing now this kind of national cryptocurrency. And I think Singapore is very smart and they uh, look at this technology and they're going to see how well that is adopted, what the issues are, and probably basically uh, take the best parts of that and apply some of that technology here. So I think there's going to be some form of whether it's China or a Facebook Libra type technology here uh, in mm-hmm. the next five years. And maybe all those commemorative $20 notes, right? They'll, all of the notes will become commemorative, commemorative at that time. And they just become collector's items as we uh, move towards a crypto future. <laughs> Ashish, you want to jump in? Uh, yeah, I think um, not just in Singapore, actually globally, I think crypto is going to be more widely used, more widely accepted and, uh, and more widely understood as well. I think with uh, regulations coming into place in various regions across the world, uh, we'll also see a lot of new players enter the market. So we'll see a lot of more institutional money come in um, because now they have, uh, you know, working with a licensed entity, they have exchanges who have custodial solutions and uh, this is kind of the professional setup that they look for before they park their money anywhere. Well, thank you both for sharing your thoughts. Yes, Willie. Oh, I just wanted to say one last thing. Uh, So we're actually going to be presenting at the Singapore Fintech Festival next week. It's going to be a a huge event uh, over at Singapore Expo and we really look forward to meeting uh, any potential listeners or potential customers who are there and uh, thank you again very much for having us Thank you both for being here. Willie Chang is CEO and Ashish Varma is COO, both from Exchange. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.